Welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast brought to you by Violet Defense Technology. Let's hear a little bit more about our new podcast sponsor. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement existing products or like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of the technology for your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and experience you need. Thanks again to Violet Technology for sponsoring the Educational AD Podcast. We also wanna take a moment to thank our other great sponsors. First, the FIAAA would like to thank our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herc Jones. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. The FIAAA would also like to thank our great platinum sponsors, including Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level. Booster Digital Displays, revolutionize your game day experience. Camp Mobile, where leaders communicate better. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Vital Signs, bring student achievements to life. And Gipper, sports graphics made incredibly simple. Thanks to all of our great FIAAA sponsors. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast, sponsored by Violet Defense Technology. We've got a very special guest today, Mr. Scott Garvis. Scott is a certified master athletic administrator, and he's the director of athletics and activities at Ankeny Centennial High School in Ankeny, Iowa. He's very active at uh, the state and the national level. And he's also one of the uh, tri-hosts yeah. for the very successful, very popular Beyond the Bench podcast. Scott, welcome to uh, the Educational AD podcast. Well, thank you very much. I, I will have to say that uh, Todd and Aaron are more of the stars of our Beyond the Bench podcast. I'm, I'm just there for moral support. So, <laughs> Well, again, you all have been doing yours for a long time. And we're going to get into that. But uh, again, uh, really appreciate you uh, taking some time to be on ours today. Uh, for our listeners, uh, full disclosure, we are recording this on May 5th uh, in Florida. We just wrapped up uh, what I would say is a very successful FIAAA state conference. But, uh, you know, we're back uh, hearing from athletic directors around the country. So Scott, uh, as you know, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So Yes. Tell them a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, where you went to college, and, and sure. maybe how your uh, path led you to Ankeny uh, yes. Centennial. So I, I grew up in uh, Worthington, Minnesota, um, which is down in the southwest corner, uh, kind of by Sioux Falls, South Dakota. But we moved quite a bit. I actually went to three different high schools. Uh, so we moved around quite a bit. My dad coached. So uh, we kind of went to uh, kind of went all over the place. And my my career path has been uh, maybe very similar. I've been in uh, Minnesota 
uh, Minneapolis metropolitan area. I've been out in Seattle, Washington area, oh. and now um, at uh, Ankeny Centennial High School. Uh, I've been in Iowa now for 10 years. So I um, had a great career. I went to Westmar University, um, a little NAI school up in Lamar's, Iowa, the ice cream capital of the world. And uh, also um, got my master's degree at uh, the United States Sports Academy. And then I got another master's at Drake University. So I've been very lucky uh, throughout my career to work with some awesome people. Uh, the NIAAA has uh, been amazing uh, for me and my journey of, of learning this crazy world of being an athletic administrator. And I've learned from some great ADs from all over the country. So I've been very appreciative of um, the NIAAA and everything they've done for me, as well as a ton of ADs out there that, uh, you know, as ADs, I always say we're really good thieves. We're good at stealing uh, ideas and making them our own, so. No, absolutely. We talk about that all the time, how as back in our coaching days, you know, you always kept that close to the vest, but ADs right. just can't, can't wait to share. Yeah. Take us through those early years, you know, after graduation yeah. or maybe right, um, you know, prior to graduation, you know, those thoughts of, um, you know, teaching and coaching, how did that all play out for you? So it was, it was kind of a weird uh, process for me, honestly. My degree was in political science and I, my plan was to go to law school. Um, well, I, I got talked into uh, by my, uh, well, ended up being my middle school football coach, um, talked me into working uh, Westmar University as, as a GA, as a football coach. And in there, I got involved in intramural athletics um, and that kind of grew. And I really loved the athletic realm and organizing and planning. And I loved coaching student athletes. And um, that really led me to uh, being a college football coach and intramural director for four years. And then I was offered a head football job. I always wanted to be a head football coach, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, you know, of course, as a new head football coach, you think you're going to change the world in two seconds. And then you learn very quickly that uh, it takes a little more time. So that uh, the old adage that says Rome was not built in a day, uh, I learned that very quickly as a young coach um, and became the athletic director um, at MFL Marmac High School as head football coach. And, and from there, I've uh, had the opportunity to work Muscatine, Iowa, Burnsville, Egan Savage Community School District. And. I was up in Minnesota. I worked at uh, Burnsville Egan Savage School District. So, uh, again, I've just been very lucky and blessed to work in some great schools. Yeah, you know, I had known a little bit about your background. I didn't know you had spent time out uh, in Seattle. Uh, I was yeah. born in Oregon and uh, went to yeah. high school in Southwest Washington. So, uh, okay. uh, where did you grow like, up at? What's that? Where did you grow up at? Um, just outside of uh, Vancouver, Washington, oh, went to okay. high school at Battleground High School. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, yeah. back then, it was, that was the only high school. And now, uh, almost yeah. 50 years later, there's uh, like five or six high schools there. So places yeah, exploded. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, you mentioned um, that you've uh, been the benefactor, as we all have have been from those people that came before us. So uh, let's talk about those mentors. Uh, the expression that I like to use is, I still hear those voices in my head, you know, when I'm talking to a kid or, or a parent. So whose voice do you still hear? Well, I've had, I gosh, again, I, I've had a lot. Uh, you know, my high school football coach was very instrumental for me. Uh, coach Hale um, in Worthington, Minnesota was uh, a very good mentor for me. 
Um, I, you know, I, my, my parents got divorced when I was very young. So I um, grew up with my mom and, you know, we kind of struggled and, you know, we were on welfare and, you know, I had food stamps and had to get the free ticket in the lunch line. And so um, that was always, you know, very, like, it was always embarrassing for me as a kid. So I'm always very cognizant now in my roles as athletic directors, you know, those kids that come from, you know, maybe tough backgrounds and maybe don't grow up in, in, in the great, you know, family situation. So for me, uh, my football coach was huge. He was my middle school PE teacher and he always watched out for me. And, um, you know, he, he's one of the reasons why I'm doing what I do. Cause I just feel, uh, that, you know, he, they basically set me on the right path. I, who knows where I would be right now without him. Um, so I, I remember this is a number of years ago. Now I just, I wrote him a letter just how much his, you know, intervening in my life it meant to me and where I'm, and really I would not be where I'm at without the, the things that he did for me as, as a young kid. So I feel pretty lucky that, you know, he, you know, took the time to, to, you know, we always talk through this about our coaches to, to love and care about me. And um, that just really fueled my passion to, to get into athletics and coaching and athletic administration. So, um, but I, I, you know, had a lot of other, like Bruce Brown uh, from Washington area, uh, proactive coaching. Uh, as a very young coach, I heard him speak and just was really drawn to his message um, and have really learned a lot from him over the last now 25 years of being an athletic administrator and continue to call and reach out to him at times whenever I need some some help and Rob Miller, you know, actually had Rob Miller from Proactive here uh, speaking with our coaches just a few weeks ago. So um, that's been a huge, um, you know, mentor for me, but I've had tons. Chuck Van Heck, who was AD at Muscatine, um, who was, you know, I learned a ton from um, as, as an AD. I went from a very small school, like a 2A school to a very large school in Iowa, Muscatine. So I learned a lot from him. Um, you know, and of course, Phil Risen and uh, Mike Blackburn have been huge um, uh, mentors for me throughout my career. And uh, again, just so many people through the NIAAA that I've learned so much from. Um, again, I wouldn't be here, I, I wouldn't be at, you know, Ankeny Centennial without so many people that have boosted me up <laughs> over the years, because uh, there's no doubt that I would not be here, here without help. Oh, no, absolutely. And I just love to hear these stories, uh, you know, from other ADs, because I, I'm right there with you. Uh, sometimes I look around the room, uh, you know, at our board meeting, and I'm just going, yeah. geez, you know, uh, what am I doing in this room here? Uh, and uh, just some great, great people. But again, yeah. it's, it's a great reminder for all of us that, you know, we didn't get here on our own, you know, there were other yeah. people that were helping us out. Talking about the NIAAA, uh, like your podcast, uh, we get a lot of younger ADs listening. Yeah. And I think it's important to talk about, you know, getting involved in that journey for, you know, locally and then your state yeah. association and national. So talk a little bit about that. How'd you get involved uh, locally and then statewide, yep. start taking the LTI courses and, you know, uh, still to your involvement today with NIAAA? Yeah, so I, I first became involved when, when I was a very young AD at MFL Marmac and went to this, my first state AD convention. I was 24 years old. And uh, I remember going up to the uh, registration table and 
kind of feeling kind of out of place. And they go, hey, can I help you? I was like, yeah, I'm here for the AD conference. And like, well, you don't look like you're old enough to be an AD. And so, uh, so just, but always have had uh, a real passion to, to learn and grow. You know, even as a coach, we always want to get better at what we do. So I really kind of took that, you know, coaching mentality into being an athletic director and always learning and growing, um, but really got heavily involved in the Iowa High School Athletic Directors Association when I took the position at Muscatine and Chuck Van Heck really encouraged me to get involved and got me involved with the board. And at, and at that time, I was the newsletter editor, uh, which, you know, was we'd always print out this nice booklet. And so I was the young rookie with all the technology experience. And, and I, I, remember, I remember suggesting, well, why don't we just send out a digital copy of the, of the uh, newsletter? And everybody like, that's preposterous. We could never send out an email version of our uh, of newsletter. So uh, did that for a number of years. And then I, when I moved to Minnesota, um, you know, got involved with the, with the Minnesota Athletic Directors Association and Pete Veldman, uh, again, another great mentor I had up there, um, but a lot of great ADs I met up there and got involved with the NIAAA and attended my first AD convention um, when I was at Muscat, my first year at Muscatine and then have gone every year since. Um, and again, I cannot tell you um, how much, you know, in my first, I remember taking my first LTI course, I walked out and I took the, the law course and I walked out and I was like, oh my goodness, I don't know if I can do this. Um, and, uh, and now I think at that time there was only two law courses and now we've got you know, 501, 502. I mean, it's crazy. So that continues to become more and more um, part of our lives as athletic administrators is that we are well-versed in school law. Now, we, we have that discussion frequently um, in our executive council deciding what classes to offer. And you're right. It, it's always that trepidation of the, the new AD signing right. up for 504, 506 yeah. or uh, and, and scaring them out. So, um, right. yeah. <laughs> hand, no, hand we, kid gloves. Yeah. We've been there, done that. No. Yeah. Yeah. Scott, yeah, you've done a great job, um, at, uh, Ankeny Centennial, but you've also got some experience in a lot of different settings, including the sure. college settings. So one of the things that we try to do with our podcast is this idea of sharing best practices. So sure. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Sure. No worries. What are a couple of best practices, either at your school or other schools, that when you look at them, you go, boy, we do this better than anybody else. Uh, yeah. What are some best practices that uh, you can share? Um, gosh, I don't know. I mean, again, when I, say, when I say that maybe better than anybody else, I don't know if I could ever say that. But again, I feel like I've stolen a lot of good ideas from some great ADs across the country. But, you know, I think for me, the the biggest thing or maybe the, the thing that I'm most proud of is just, um, you know, our student athletic advisory council and the relationships that we've built through that and teaching our kids, you know, giving them the tools and strategies that they need to do to lead our teams. I think that at the end of the day, if I was to say, what am I most proud of? I think it's just that. I think it's the time that we get to spend with our student athletes and and see them grow and develop as young people. That's what I love to see. Um, I love to see those kids grow and prosper. And then, you know, now I've been around so long that 
those kids are now adults and they're out in the world. And I was just on my LinkedIn page the other day and I see all the you know former students I've had that are now CEOs of companies and working in business world or doctors or attorneys and, um, you know, or, or own their own business. And, you know, that's what I, I love to see. And that's why I, you know, that's why we do what we do. It's, it's to, you know, it's to develop those young people and, and then see them, you know, just blossom and, you know, go out in the world and, and, and do great things. And that's, you know, that's the exciting thing about what we do. So it, I, I guess if I was going to hang my hat on anything, I, I think it would be that, but, you know, promoting our student athletes, I feel is really important. You know, I was, you know, we always ask them, um, you know, this is a great idea I stole from uh, Daryl Nance in South Carolina. He was showing me um, this card that they'd come up with to kind of question their students on, you know, what their core values were and, you mm -hmm. know, what it meant to be, you know, at their school and what it meant to represent their school and actually stole that idea. And, and we kind of came up with our Jaguar creed and what that meant to our students. So I reached out to our coaches and through our strategic plan, reached out to our students and coaches. What does it mean to be a Jaguar? You know, you know, what does that look like? And so now at the beginning of the season, we hand those cards out and it's amazing to see what our kids really value and their participation of athletics. And, you know, everybody loves to win. Everybody wants to hoist that state championship up. And, but it's, it's about the relationships that are developed through sport that are, that's awesome. And, and when, as we look back now, as you, as we get older, you know, those are the things that we value the most. It's not the, the trophy or the medal. Um, it's the friendships that we've developed. And I, I always tell our kids, I go, you right now, it won't mean much to you, but you'll look back and when you're old, like Mr. Jarvis here is, and you'll, you'll think back and it won't be about being all conference or being all state. It'll be about the time that you hung out with your friends and, and that you'll, you'll find the value in what you learn through sport, which is at the end of the day, we talk about being educational based athletics and, and, uh, you know, we want that sport and athletic and activity platform to be about, you know, changing the lives of our kids, hopefully for the better, um, and making sure that we make a positive impact in their lives. And um, again, I, I feel pretty privileged that I've gotten to, to learn a lot from a lot of our kids too. Um, we've had some really incredible kids that I've had the opportunity to work with over the last 20 plus years. So it's, I, I can't think of a, another, um, job that I would, you know, be as passionate about as, as I am as helping kids and helping coaches and helping athletic directors become better. Oh, absolutely. Uh, again, it's that feeling, you know, you, I get paid to do this, you know, uh, right. yeah. Uh, yeah. and I'm so glad you mentioned, you know, working with the student athletes and you mentioned your student athlete advisory committee. Um, that was actually a big component of my CMA project years and years ago. And I yeah. just remember how cool it was to when we presented the idea to the kids and their input and their, they really bought into it and they really ended up driving that bus. Yeah. And uh, an example, uh, we would end up using um, the kids on our, um, we called it our captain's council, but yeah. they would do, I would say about 75% of the speaking at our preseason parent meetings. 
right. you're presenting the material on yeah. organization and responsibility and accountability sure. and sportsmanship. Yeah. Uh, and my assistant AD and I were just standing over there going, yeah, this is how it's supposed yeah. to be. So, right. That's you know, awesome. Great, great stuff. And again, Daryl Vance, you know, wow, uh, great stuff. Yeah. Um, this has been uh, so good. Uh, not that it's uh, unexpected, but uh, we're going to yeah. take a, a quick break here and recognize our new podcast sponsor, Violet Defense Technology. We will be right back. The FIAAA and the Educational AD Podcast want to thank Violet Defense Technology for sponsoring this. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you are ready to implement existing products or you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of the technology at your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and experience you need. Get in touch with Violet Defense. And thanks again for sponsoring the Educational AD Podcast. All right, welcome back everyone to our interview with uh, Scott Jarvis from Ankeny Centennial High School in Iowa. Scott, we've been asking our ADs uh, about COVID and here we are in May um, in yeah. Florida, we're moving towards uh, you know regional and state championship playoffs. It's been yep. kind of business as usual as far as the sports calendar, but yep. how did y'all fare in Iowa, not just return to sports, but also return to school? Uh, can you share what's yeah. going on? Yeah, so we, we actually started uh, last summer, we started playing so baseball and softball. So we've been pretty, uh, you know, I mean, with obviously with a lot of mitigation strategies in place, but we've been playing sports since last uh, June. So um, this fall, you know, we had limited restrict, we had restrictions to how many people could come to our contests this winter, the same, uh, everybody had to wear masks. Um, our, we just, our school district just yesterday uh, lifted the mask requirement at our outdoor events. Um, and so um, our students and, you know, if they're sitting on the bench by each other or on the, in the dugouts, we're asking them to still wear their masks, but as they're playing um, out in the open air, um, we've now lifted that uh, mask. So um, honestly, I've been really proud of our student athletes and our parents um, through all this craziness. Um, it's gone as probably about as well as could be expected. And, and that's just a, a tribute to our student athletes have really led the way. I actually had them do a bunch of PSA announcements and. You know, you know, flatten the curve and talking to people about wearing their masks so they can wear their jersey. And I, one of my things I learned over COVID was I learned how to, to really use um, uh, iMovie. So I was making videos and things like that. We were doing some, you know, just motivational minute things with our coaches over COVID. So that was kind of the skill I developed last spring during our COVID time. You know, adapt, improvise, and overcome, right? That's right. Yeah. No, I, I see right. a lot of the stuff you post on Twitter. And uh, for our listeners, uh, if you don't follow Scott, uh, you should. Some really cool stuff uh, that uh, I, I'm, I'm sure I've stolen at least three or four things from Oh, you. no worries. That's what it's there for. You know, Scott, another question I've been asking our ADs, we've been doing this for just about a year now. 
um, revolves around this idea of social awareness and, and social justice, if you will. And my yeah. question is this, what are some things that we as athletic directors, what are some things that we can do better uh, with sure. our kids, our teams, our community? Um, how can we do a better job being socially aware? Yeah, I, that's, that's a great question. Actually, I was so, uh, you know, obviously all the, the things that have happened over the summer um, uh, with the George Floyd incident and, and many other things have brought a light to this. Um, actually have had some really great conversations with um, some community members about how we can, you know, try to overcome some of these, you know, social issues that we're facing and actually presented at our AD conference at our Iowa State AD conference. And I presented with Julian Say, and uh, we basically talked about uniting diversity and enhancing perception. And the one of the stories I tell, um, and you know, this is just from Scott Jarvis coming from small town, mostly you know, Worthington, Minnesota, not a huge community. Eldora, New Province, not a huge community. And you know, not you know, I had the opportunity though. My dad coached college football, so. Um, was exposed to a lot of diversity through my dad's coaching, which was great. And I had some great experiences. And as a kid, um, looked up to a lot of my dad's football players that were, you know, African-American, Polynesian, uh, from all over the place, really. So I had a great experience as a young kid growing up and idolizing many of my dad's football players. So for me, um, when I grew up in some smaller communities, just understanding and kind of learning that not everybody shared the same, you know, awareness or uh, of, you know, different people in different cultures. So uh, one thing that Julie and I really wanted to do is just tell people about, you know, getting to know people, how important that is to, to get our know our teammates. Um, you know, one thing I, I talked about in our, in our session was uh, I had a, one of my favorite athletes of all time, Yusuf Hassan. He was a football player and wrestler for me up in Burnsville, Minnesota. And just a great young man. He's actually a police officer down in Arizona now. Um, played football up at University of Minnesota Duluth. Um, and honestly, one of the best high school sports leaders I've ever had the opportunity to work with. And um, I remember my first year that we did a, a fundraising event and we had Buca di Peppo, which is an Italian restaurant, mm -hmm. um, you know, and we sold tickets. And uh, for the fundraiser, we sold tickets out in the crowd um, that, it, whoever won the drawing was 10 bucks a drawing and they, whoever won got to go down on the field and have a buco de pepper dinner right down on the, on the sideline of the field there. And, and they happen to have, they have a, a poke table at the um, buco de pepper. So they had putting that on the table and I had Yusuf's family was um, Muslim. And they just said, Hey, Scott, we just wanted to let you know that, you know, that would be offensive. And, and I was like heartbroken because like, again, one of my favorite kids, and the fact that I wasn't aware enough to, to know like, hey, Scott Jarvis, you know, figure this out, you know? Um, so that just made me, and again, like we learn from our failures uh, all the time and we, hopefully we fail forward. Um, that really uh, was a great lesson for me and just being more aware of my students and where they come from and the background they come from and how important it is that we, you know, and I, apologize prophetically, you know, I just felt terrible about the whole situation. But again, I learned and grew from that. And I think that's at the end of the day as ADs, that's what it's all about is, you know, failing and learning and, and growing and becoming better for our student athletes and for our coaches. And um, 
I think that's, again, I, if I was give any advice, which I don't know if it would matter or not, but uh, you know, that's one thing I just would share with people is just really become aware of, get to know your student athletes, where they come from. I, I know they had students up in Burnsville and I didn't even know this, I felt terrible, but they were homeless. They ended up living in cars and you know, it's, it breaks my heart because I wish I would have known you know, what they were going through. And, and it, that whole experience just made me like really think about, gosh, where are our kids at? What are they dealing with? And if we're not asking the questions, you know, that shame on us, we need to be better than that. And, and again, that all leads back to how important those, those, you know, student athletic advisory council is, how important those leadership conferences, how important those one-on-one -on -one discussions we have with our student athletes are, because we learn about our kids and learn what they need to, to be better. And I think that's at the end of the day, that's why we do what we do. It ain't, it isn't to become rich. <laughs> it isn't to, to, you know, for our own self satisfaction, you know, satisfying, you know, endeavors. It's really to, to, to make these kids and our coaches better people. And, and so that, you know, hopefully we can teach them a few things so they don't have to fail as much as I have throughout my career. Yeah, and again, you really hit it on the head. Uh, the people talk about, oh, you got to listen, you got to listen. And of course you do, but I, you think you took it a step further of getting to know them, uh, you know, yeah. getting to know your kids. So important. Scott, this has been great. Uh, yeah. I've been listening to your um, um, the show. You know, I don't want to yeah. say your show. We don't want to step on any toes, no, although no. we do no. have them scheduled. Okay. Yes. Uh, but I've uh, been a fan. Uh, one of the uh, you know, reasons that I'm doing this is just, uh, you know, you guys uh, sounded like you had a lot of fun and, uh, yeah, you know, it. really helping people, but we're not done yet. Uh, yes. We always like to wrap up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. Sure. So what I'm going to do right now is challenge you to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox, what three items are going to go in Scott Jarvis's athletic director toolbox? Okay, uh, is this characteristics or just like actual items? We have uh, recorded uh, 478 responses to this question because everyone gives three, some have given four. Uh, some of them have been actual physical tools. Okay. Uh, others have been more philosophical or metaphorical so okay. there are no limits okay only, awesome only uh we ask you to stay within the boundaries of good taste all right yes i agree i i think uh the number one thing is just that ability to to uh re relate to and get to know others um i think throughout my career that's been the one thing that i've been most proud of is just the the relationship building that's occurred in my 20 plus years of being an athletic director so I think it's, for me, it's, you know, build positive relationships. I think the, the second one is always, always adhere to, you know, excellence in whatever, whatever we do. And I, I think the last one is just really strive to be a servant leader. Those would be my three. And I know those are philosophical. No, th those are uh, very good. Um, actually, we are, uh, I, about two weeks ago, I, compiled all of those answers and I was able to with with not a lot of trouble kind of put them into 20 different categories 
Well, that's and, awesome. And uh, in about a month I'd or so, love to see that. Well, yeah. in about a month or so, month or so, we're gonna have a special show. Uh, Lisa Langston, who oh, yeah. is our NIAAA president, yeah. yep. and Mike Elson uh, okay, from uh, Tennessee. Yep. Uh, they're gonna help me present the uh, Toolbox Top 20. Awesome. Uh, so uh, those suggestions uh, easily slide into those categories. So yes. uh, thank you so much for sharing. Oh, um, no, thank you. I appreciate being on. I love listening to your podcast. So thank you for what you do, Jake. Uh, I know there's a lot of ADs out there that, um, you know, that really want to do great things and want to be great ADs. And I think your podcast, as well as many others, help uh, not only uh, the young ADs, but even us ADs that have been around a while too. So thank you for, for doing it. It's awesome to listen to your podcast and you know, I listen to other podcasts also. And it's, uh, it's a great learning tool, honestly. So thank you. No, well, uh, again, I consider that high praise indeed. Uh, thanks for all that you do. Um, yeah. Hopefully we'll get a chance to uh, meet face to face in Denver yes. and uh, I can buy you uh, the beverage of your choice. How's that sound? Right. That sounds fantastic. Thank okay. you. Scott Jarvis, thanks for being on. Uh, for our listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of these interviews are being uploaded to the FIAAA Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. Thanks for listening. Come back again next time for another episode of the Educational AD.